What's up, guys? Happy Thursday. I am bringing you the first of many interviews here on the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. This first one is with my girl, Gabby Mail. She is all about helping women ditch dieting and learning to feel empowered in their bodies. Her mission is to educate the world about health in more ways than just food and fitness. She is literally a woman of my own message, and I absolutely love everything that she stands for. We had a really amazing conversation, and I know that it is going to benefit so many people out there. It is, in parts, really uncomfortable to kind of have these conversations revolving about body image and disordered eating and self-love and negative self-talk, and we kind of navigate the ways in which we've struggled with it. Maybe you can relate, maybe not. Maybe you know somebody who can relate, but I really hope this conversation sheds some light on it and encourages you to reflect on the way you love your body and how health is so much more than the scale, than abs and glutes that you see all over Instagram, right? Before we dive right in, don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Give this a five-star review if you enjoy this conversation. Send it to somebody who you know will love it. Guys, that's the only way this podcast is going to grow, and we can, as a family, as a community, impact thousands. I know we're going to change the world, and it starts right here. So anyways, guys, let's dive right in. Hey friends, and welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. Hey everybody. So we are here with Gabby Mail. I am so excited. Gabby, thank you for joining us. Yes. I'm so excited. We were just talking before this. Like we feel like we've like known each other for a long time, but like, and we have, but not like actually talked. And so I'm excited to finally like sit down and have a conversation. Me too. A long time coming. Cause I know everything that happens in your life. Not in a yeah, same. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Well, for everybody who doesn't know you, if you feel, you know, wherever your heart goes, but give us a little bit of vibe of like what you're about, who are you? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So I'll give you the like shortened version. So we're not here for three hours, but basically I was born in England, I moved to America when I was four. So grew up with like a very British family and that was fun, like very different. I was always like kind of the different kid. I managed to change my accent very quickly and I would like turn it on and off when I would go home and would go to school. So that's just like a little fun fact. But I grew up in a really, really small town, 30 minutes east of Columbus. There's a liberal arts college there. So it's it's really like small, tight-knit community. We call it the Granville Bubble. And so I really did just grow up in this like safe little bubble. And when it came time to graduate, I knew I wanted to 
not do what everyone else does, which is go to Ohio University, go to Ohio State, or go to like Miami of Ohio. And I wanted to get out. I wanted to do something different. And I wanted to experience my own stuff and meet new people. And so I went to the University of Kentucky and because it was like far enough away, but also close enough where like if something happened, my mom has multiple sclerosis. So just if anything were to happen with her, I wanted to be close enough where I could get home like in the same day. So yeah, so I went to the University of Kentucky, basically like, so there's so many pieces and parts, but I played soccer growing up. Soccer was a huge part of my life. That's how I got into health and fitness. And my dad was my coach, like just being a British family, like soccer is like football is our life. And so that's kind of how I got introduced to like fitness and working out and just being healthy and stuff. And after it finished, I kind of I knew from having just like healthy parents that I needed to keep doing something because once it finished, I didn't want to just not have anything. It was honestly kind of like a scary time because I mean, my whole life I've had coaches telling me what to do and do this and do that. And you have a team behind you. And so I kind of took it upon myself because I'd never been like super happy in my body. I had been like, I I was like pretty happy, but there were pieces and parts where I just like, I felt like I could have been happier. And so I started on my own personal fitness journey and I actually made a post about this yesterday, but back then, like all that was available, if you typed in like how to get fit on Google, Pinterest popped up, right? And you've got all these things telling you, go on the 1200 calorie diet, like do this detox, like try these workouts. So I just started doing everything like that I saw on the internet. And that then led me down just like a very restrictive, disordered eating, borderline eating disorder, just really messed with my head. So as I went into college, basically, again, long story short, went to the went to college, gained some weight, went through all of those emotions, got a job at the gym, started my Instagram. And that's kind of when all the like, fitness stuff was and that's honestly, probably yeah. when I followed you back in like 2016. Yeah. And we were all just little fitspos wanting to like, just be be fitspos. And so that's kind of where how I started my Instagram and everything. And then from there, the past four or five years has just been me learning about my personal journey and giving up diet culture, giving up like that fit so life and just learning about health and what that looks like for me and kind of creating a business behind that with coaching and I do female empowerment retreats. And there's so many pieces and parts, but in a nutshell, that's, that's who I am. That's what I do. And yeah, that's where I'm at in life right now. I love it. We have so many. And one of the big reasons that I really resonate with you is because our stories are super similar going from sports to then trying to find fitness for yourself and getting caught up with exactly what you just said, how to get abs. Like I literally Mm -hmm. remember one of my biggest goals was how do I get abs and lose 20 pounds? And I was this little Mm -hmm. gymnast and I didn't even need that, you know? And so Mm -hmm. what I love what you're about now and just seeing your transformation over the years is like, you're all about showing up as yourself, you know, no filter, no Photoshop, no false perceptions. And that alone, like gives women permission, men and women Mm -hmm. to do the same. And so I know like from my own journey that the start of that isn't easy. And even now where we are, I mean, social media and just the way culture is going, like we are getting into finally a place of self-acceptance and self-love and like all shapes and sizes of health. And so Mm -hmm. I want to kind of ask you like, 
what did that look like at the beginning of your journey? And I know you just posted a really great kind of like documentation of your journey through the years. I was actually reading that and I was like, I'm going to link that in the show notes because I think that was a really good post to show people like where you've been and how a journey isn't linear. Like it's up yeah. and down, sideways and backwards. So long story short of my question, <laughs> very wordy question, but like, what did that look like? You know, emotions of where you were when you felt like you needed to fit a mold and you couldn't, mm -hmm. what was that like? And then how did you push through that? You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it's almost like when you ask that question, I think of like, well, there's two journeys. There's like the start of the fitness journey, like part one, I call it literally part one, part two. And that specifically. So like when I was kind of back being in diet culture and very just like way too involved in wanting to just be as small as possible, even though on the outside, I was saying, I want to be strong. I want to be fit. No, deep down, I want it to be as small as possible. And that's the honest truth. And it sucks to say, but let's be real. This is your podcast. Let's get uncomfy. Like we, as women, we are taught. And, and even if you're not direct, no one comes up to you and says, you need to be as small as possible. Maybe they did, but not for me. It's very subliminal. It's little, it's subconscious. It's these things we see in media and growing up. And especially for us, we grew up in the rise of social media. Like some younger people listening to this, I started my, I, I got an Instagram. Like I had an Instagram and I posted pictures like of my friends and like of random street signs and like weird stuff. This is like sophomore year of high school. Like we didn't have what is now social media. We didn't have that, but we grew up with it. And so when we did get it, we were seeing a lot of like, we were just talking about Pinterest, like seeing all of these things. And over time, when you see the word health and the word fitness and the word whatever, it, it's associated with good. And it's also associated with a very specific body type, which is lean, which is abs, which is toned. And so for me, like going through that part of my journey, the first part, it was just this constant cycle. And this it's almost like you're on a track and you just, there's never a finish line. You're just constantly reaching for more. And even when you get to what you thought was your goal at the beginning, like you said, okay, I want it. This is my, this is again, let's get uncomfy. Yeah. going to be very honest here. I wanted, my goal was to be 115 pounds. Yeah. I'm five, six. And I, my dad always growing up called me a big unit. Like I just, I midfielder in soccer. Like I just, I have thick legs. I am not meant to be 115 pounds. Exactly. Literally. Yes. You're sitting here raising yeah. your hand. Yes. Like I, and so when I finally got there one day, one day I stepped on the scale. This is after months and months and months of having an eating disorder. I got there and I sobbed, not because I was happy, but because I was so disgusted with myself that I had done it and in such an unhealthy way and I still wasn't happy like I would look I was looking at myself and I'm like you're here you're at the goal but I wasn't happy and I wasn't proud I was honestly very like embarrassed and so like, that's that, that, like, now what it's like yeah yes and then you're like I thought this is what I needed to be happy I thought this is what would answer all my like problems and fix everything but no because I mean, the problems are so much deeper rooted. So moving on to part two of that journey, like kind of starting to learn to love myself, like that has really looked like, like I just said, not chasing after a physical goal, not chasing after a number, not chasing after something so specific because I've been there and you'll learn if you have been there or go there, it never makes you happy. It never, it's never enough. 
And so once you learn that, it's like you kind of realize, okay, well, what do I need to be happy? Or what's happening on the inside that's not allowing me to be fully happy? And then that's when mental health comes in, emotional health comes in. And so honestly, the beginning of my part two journey of like being happy in my body and stuff, it really, really came down to just like doing a lot of personal development work and working on learning to love like who I am and setting goals in my business and setting goals if they're going to be physical goals, not like aesthetic goals, but more like, okay, let's get stronger. Let's try and squat this much. Let's try and fix your bad posture. Doing things like that, that are so much more health-based and aren't so tied to a number. Because when you're tied to a number, it's literally, it's one, impossible to be happy. And it's just like, you're always on this cycle and it just, it's never, ever going to be enough. And I almost feel like as women, I know you said like, I told myself, I was saying out loud, I wanted to be strong and I wanted to like, you know, lift weights and I wanted to be that, but on the inside, like you want to be small and tiny. And it's almost like this, this contrast between like, I want this to look effortless and I want it to look easy. And and I just want to appear small and tiny and abs and Mm -hmm. and lean, but like, it's this inner battle that like, it's never going to be there because even when you do arrive there, there's deeper issues. And so I love, mm-hmm. I love that you talked about mental health because that was for me in my journey, that was like the biggest moment of realizing, you know, Hey, here I am. And, and for me, a little bit of my story is when I, I got into competing and that was for me, I would finish with gymnastics and I was like, you know what, I guess the only other way to really hold myself accountable to getting that small was to compete and step on a stage mm-hmm. and force myself. And I remember I I'm five, three, and a half and I got down to 103 with for me I'm I am big shouldered guys I big legs gymnast body right and even at that point I remember still looking at myself in the mirror and crying because there were still points where I was like I need to lean out this I need to tone this I need to do better at this I need to get back on cardio and and it's just like that mental battle of realizing that like you know we are enough and it's not about the number. It's not about the size. And so I love that you talked about that. I love that you said about social media. So mm-hmm. in that part two of your journey, you know, when you did realize that, hey, it's not about the number of the size of shorts I'm putting on right now either. It's, it's more than that. How did you use social media to help with the progression there and help with, you know, the improvement and the self-love and the inner demons that you're fighting. If that yes. makes sense. Like, social 100%. Media so positive too. Yes. Yeah. Social media, it can be our best friend or our worst enemy. And some days it, it will be both, you know? So for me, like in one, in one way, almost like on a bigger scale, social media is so difficult because if you're not in control of it and you're not aware of what it can do, it can be really, really, really detrimental to your mental health, to your body image and all of that. But if you are aware of like what you're putting onto your feed and what you're consuming, you can go look in your phone on the settings and like see how many times you open up Instagram a day. I bet you, like I know mine's in the hundreds. Like it's like, it's the first thing when I open my phone, even if I don't want to get on Instagram, my, my finger just goes to it. It's literally, I've, I've actually started moving my Instagram app around on my phone so that I don't like just... Yeah, exactly. It's so ingrained in our culture and in our society, but it can be used for good. So for me, social media was honestly such an outlet personally, because I was writing about like, and every every day I was posting about my journey and every day I would post something vulnerable. It would actually do the best 
far as like engagement and people commenting and stuff. So I was getting that permission slip from my followers and the people around me to be vulnerable and to talk about these things. And so that kind of then leads you on to talking about it more and then doing more inner work and then talking about it more. And then the DMs that you get too, people are relating to you and it's this really positive thing. And then especially for me when it comes to like, cause I would say like, I was decently happy in my body. My like recently, like the biggest thing that I've kind of overcome. And I, and I always thought it was like the one thing that I'd never be able to overcome. Like I would be good, but there'd just be this one thing about my body that I'd never be confident in. And that was my cellulite. And I remember one day I saw Michaela, my best friend, McVeigh's on on Instagram. You'll follow her. She's like the queen of self-love. I love you guys. She had posted, yeah, she had posted about something. I forget what it was, but I don't know why. I just felt like because I saw her post about that and get that vulnerable about something that I knew from behind the scenes, she was not usually going to talk about. It then made me think like, okay, I can now talk about this. And I remember I kind of did like a, it was like a little cellulite post. It was just like a, like a little, here's a little peek, like, okay, I got this too, you know? And, and the feedback and the, just the response was so positive. And I felt better about it because my theory is if I wear this on my sleeve and if I put it out there for the world to see, and I'm like, Hey, look, I got this. I'm going to be more confident walking outside because I just shared with a hundred thousand people this thing. I can walk outside and strangers see it and not care. So the more I shared about it, the more confident I got about it. And I have worn shorts more this year than I ever have in my entire life. Besides like before I was like a preteen. So, and just been, and not even thinking about it. And it's like, and that was because of social media, because I saw other women being confident in their bodies and, and people giving them the permission slip to do that. It made me feel like I had permission to do that too. Oh, I love that because I I 100% agree. And I think that's a beautiful thing about social media. It gives you that distance enough to feel like, Hey, I'm going to say this. I know for me and starting in starting my account, my platform, it was an outlet for me. It could be real in a way that I maybe couldn't show up as real in my life yet. And so for people listening right now, they might be caught in that trap right now where they're like, well, the people that I know in real life are the people following me on social media. And, and I don't want to get vulnerable because they're right around the corner, you know? So what would you say to somebody who's looking to get vulnerable, looking to show up like that, but also worried about judgment and worried about what people are going to think and say, and they're kind of fighting that inner battle. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So my first piece of advice with this is clearing out your own feed. So like I do this with my clients. It's literally a whole week in our in our thing. It's literally called clear your feed week, week nine. (laughs) We just spend the whole week and then you click, go to your following, who you're following. And I personally literally typed in the word like fit fitness, like just like those keywords and went through and unfollowed people that just, I knew were triggering to me. Or if I'm going through my feed and I see a post that's just a little bit triggering, I'll either unfollow or mute them completely clearing your feeds and then not stopping there, adding in people. So going Instagram has a great feature where if you're on an account that you're really enjoying and feeling inspired by, there's like a little uh, downwards triangle and it shows you similar accounts. So you can then go and kind of just go through that Instagram wormhole. We do that with like, I hate using this word, but like skinny models. Like I know I do that with like Kendall Jenner and like all of them and you go down that wormhole. Let's do that on the positive side, you know, like go down that wormhole and find new positive accounts and bodies that look like yours and not bodies that you wish you could have, but bodies that look like yours and are, and they're being vulnerable because if you don't feel like you can do it, 
at least putting it more in your feed is it's going to help and you're going to feel like you can relate to more people and that you're being heard and then as far as like if you're actually wanting to share and like you really are feeling like like you have a story you have a message you have something that you you want an outlet maybe even starting a new instagram and make it anonymous you know or if you especially if you don't want people to see it journal you know like start a blog it doesn't have to be, you don't have to tie your name to it, but just getting your thoughts and your emotions out there, whether it's for the world to see or whether it's a personal experience is so important. It's like, it, journaling was like huge for me. Like, and it doesn't have to look like what you think it looks like. It literally can be just like scribbling on a piece of paper, but yeah, just getting your story and your thoughts and feelings out there, whether it's for the world to see or like in your bedroom alone, it really is super healing. Oh, I love that, everything you just said. And so that being said, I mean, even as you're on this journey and even though you, like, I mean, I watch you every day on, on social media and I'm inspired by you. I'm like, Gabby said it, she's so right. Oh my goodness, like she feels confident. I now have the permission to feel confident also. So that being said, there must be some days that you still have bad days, that had bad body image days, have day where you do see something that's triggering and and by triggering for people listening, you're like, what does that mean? That's something where for me, at least, you know, I scroll and see something and it makes me feel a certain way about myself, you know, that, mm -hmm. that I don't need to subject myself to. Right. So maybe you're scrolling and you see something, what are some like tangible in the moment things you can do besides, you know, maybe muting or unfollowing are there mm -hmm. things that you do on days where you look in the mirror and you start criticizing yourself to kind of snap out of it? Yeah, 100%. And I actually have a perfect example. Literally yesterday, I was wearing biker shorts and it was literally right here in my office. I looked in this mirror right here and the light comes from in right here. And I can always, it's so funny because I'll use it to my like advantage to show my cellulite to my followers and be like, look, I have it here. But yesterday I walked by and I like kind of glanced and it just like the back of my legs just looked like like not how I'm used to and I and I kind of like just it instantly was like oh you know like I just kind of felt like it was like a little punch in the gut and for me what I've learned and especially when I was like going really going through it like learning to be able to get to this place of happiness in those moments like right there when that happened I like I stopped myself I literally I'm gonna get up I know people listening can't hear but like I will literally like rub my leg and just like tell myself, like, like literally put your hand on your stomach, put your hand on your arm, put your hand on whatever's making you feel insecure. And I'm very much like a physical touch, like love language. So like, even just like rubbing my thumb on that part of my body and saying like, I love you. I accept you. If, if you can't say I love you yet, that's totally fine. Just say, I accept you. You don't have to love your body. Let's just work on exception first. Right. And like, I accept you. Thank you for, especially for my legs. Like, thank you for walking me around every every single day thank you for my health and i just like take a, a moment and be very intentional about rewording whatever narrative just played in my head so if, if that if that narrative looked like oh why do you have so much cellulite it's so gross yeah even in my head i will then out loud be like your cellulite is normal everybody has it it's your superpower and it's beautiful and and then that even that right there just allows me to go on with my day but when I was kind of really going through it I wasn't able to just like say I accept you we're good okay move on like it was a lot more of an emotional thing so again going back to journaling 
writing about it. Like today I was not feeling good about my stomach. I kept checking my stomach in the mirror and I just was not feeling good about it. Tomorrow I'm going to do better and I'm going to not look at my stomach in the mirror. I'm going to, if I walk past it, not lift my shirt up first thing in the morning. And I'm going to tell myself three things I love about myself. You know, like it's just little things like that that make a huge difference. Oh my God, literally, totally. I know exactly what you're talking about. I have a, what we call a beam bite in the gymnastics <laughs> world. And it's where I was doing actually like my series on the balance beam, which for all you non-gymnasts out there, I was flipping through the air and happened to miss my footing. This is back when I'm literally probably 13, 14 years old and wow. landed completely on my side right here under my glute. So kind of like my hamstring. So still mm -hmm. to this day, guys, I'm 25. So this was 12 years ago, I have scar tissue. It's scar tissue and it looks like a heaping load of cellulite. And I will look from my left leg, which is not the bean bite side, to my right leg. And still to this day, no matter how much work I do on my self-love and positivity, I have days where I feel it or I look at it or it's in a picture and I like, I like cringe at myself where mm -hmm. I have to sit there in that moment and be like, you know what? Those years of gymnastics, that, that series that I was doing, this provided this for me, or, you know, mm -hmm. I, I love this about myself or I love this memory. And so that for me is still a challenge. And I want you guys to know who are listening and you're going through the depths of this, that like, even if you're looking at Gabby and myself on social media and you're like, they've got it figured out. They just love themselves so much. And I'm just never going to get there. Yes, you will girl. And it's hard and it's a growing process, but like having those in the moment, cues to realize mm -hmm. when you have a negative thought to replace it with a positive thought like that is so beneficial in getting the habit of actually doing it and not just sitting on this podcast and saying I'm gonna do that but like mm -hmm. actually doing it and believing that it will help and it will work and it's a part of that process I love yeah it. something I just want to add quickly because I've been learning about this a lot too people listening say you go to my profile after listening to this you're like okay I'm gonna go like see what she's all about and you see me and you're like oh wow like she was talking about like not loving herself and like learning to love herself but she looks great I'd die for her body you know I've yeah. been getting that a lot recently people are like why are you talking about this if you like I would like I would kill to look like you and I want to say like one everybody is on their own journey like everybody at every size struggles with their body but if you are someone who is living in a bigger body and maybe can't relate a hundred percent to to me because of my body First and foremost, don't play the comparison game because our stories can be exactly the same and our thoughts and feelings can be exactly the same. The only thing that you're, is happening is you're comparing our physical bodies in this world. So mm -hmm. it's almost like take it out of the physical and let's connect on a spiritual level. You know, like we can have that. the same thoughts and feelings and be living in different bodies. Second, go follow people with similar body types to yours. I have, if you are listening and you want some suggestions, like DM me. I've got so many friends that are in different bodies that can help you and can inspire you that aren't super small or aren't straight size. They are plus size women and they're killing it and loving themselves. So I just, I know, I just wanted to say that because I know a lot of people who are living in bigger bodies, if they listen to something like this, they're like, oh, well, it's easy for you to say because you're whatever. I will admit, yeah, it is easier for me to live in this world as a small white woman because I have that privilege and the world doesn't see me as a marginalized body and I'm not in a marginalized body so go find people in your community too to follow and also then just like take the comparison game out of it and you can still learn from people and take their advice regardless of what body they're in.
Oh, I literally love that you just brought that up because I am on the complete same page as you, and that's so important to realize. So almost a little bit of switching gears here, but but kind of good transition. So in letting go of this like obsession and the obsession with the scale and being a size and you know being stick thin or whatever that might be, in letting go of that, how has that allowed you to show up more authentically in other passions, in other endeavors? I mean, guys, if you don't know Gabby, like she's not just somebody that shows up on social media. She is a business owner. She's hosted retreats. She's done launches. She has been a really great community builder. She's influencer marketing, like building tight knit community, just like she, you do so much. So how mm-hmm. has that been beneficial in your journey? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, my day isn't revolved around my workout. And so that allows for so much, like I don't wake up in the morning and think, okay, what time am I going to work out today? Which is how it used to be. Like my, my day revolved around the workout was the number one. I kind of, I like to sit, tell my clients, like, I think of it as a scale. So if you have all the priorities in your life, like you have fitness and your friends and you've got social and you've got school and you've got work, like you have all these like big priority things in your life and they're always shifting, right? Like something happens with your family, that's going to shift to number one, whatever. For me back in the day, food and fitness was always number one and two, regardless of what was happening in my life, whether it was finals week, whether it was whatever, that was always number one. And it took away from so many experiences. It took away from me having like a good social life in college. It took away from me just being happy and being able to go and enjoy things and be present. So because I've released my grip on that priority list and I allow it to shift and to pivot. And when things come up, they can go up to the first place and the workout can be moved to tomorrow and it doesn't bother me. You know, that is right there. Like just, it's so, it's so important because you're allowed to live and not be held down kind of by the chains of food and fitness. You're allowed to, if my friend were to call me after this and say, Hey, do you want to go get Mediterranean for dinner? Even though I may be already prepped dinner for tonight with my boy, like with my boyfriend, I'd be able to say, yeah, like, let's go have Mediterranean. That sounds great. You know, like that freedom right there is so important to me. And the best analogy, this actually really, really helped me when I was struggling. And I I tell my clients this all the time. When I'm 95 years old and I'm sitting on my rocking chair and I know my time is coming because I will live to be 95, hopefully 100. (laughs) When I know my time's coming and I'm sitting there, I just kind of have this image. I'm a very visual learner. Like thinking back on life, I like, what do you want to remember? Do you want to remember that? Well, honestly, you won't really, because when I think back on my experiences, when I was really in the disordered patterns, I don't remember much. All I remember is like my thoughts around food at that barbecue, or I remember how I was feeling in my outfit. I don't remember the conversations I had. I don't remember like the experience. All I remember was like this, the anxiety that was kind of surrounded by fitness. So um, when I'm sitting in that rocking chair at 95, I want to be able to look back on my life and remember the people, the places, the experiences, the taste, the smells, like I want to be able to be present. And when you're so enthralled in the life of fitness and you're letting it kind of rule your life, that is all you're going to be able to remember, you know, and that is, and you don't want, at least I don't personally want to live a life ruled by that. Like I want to life is worth so much more than than that so that is also something that really helped me I love where you just took that because I think that is 
so important. We are so much more than our size, what we ate yesterday, a calorie count, macros. Like I know that I, I honestly feel like for many years of my life, five, six years, I lived in like a prison of my fitness pal and like almost like chains where I couldn't truly and fully be me and embrace me and have those experiences and, and really dive into relationships because I was so, so trapped. And so I love how you make, you just made that connection of like, you know, long-term big picture, you know, what do you want to remember? I love that so much. So again, now kind of on the track of business and life, when you first decided and you kind of first felt that tug at your heart to embrace your entrepreneurial spirit and wanting to help women and show up as more how how did that feel like taking those first steps even though you're probably unsure uncertain scared nervous you know have a lot of negative self-talk I know a lot of us do what did that look like what did that feel like and what were some of your first steps maybe somebody who's listening to this you know feels that tug but isn't sure kind of how to lean into it yeah for me I was nervous and I was like there was a lot of doubt and stuff but I'm kind of very much like a hell no or hell yes person and once I make a decision it's like I'm all in even and and I really believe in the law of attraction and manifesting and I I think because I was learning about that stuff at that same time and I was learning about like manifesting the things you want and if you if you really believe that you can do it then you will and I was like really on that kind of high of learning about that part of self-development when I started my business I didn't even think about the idea of it failing, you know, like I didn't even have that thought. Like it wasn't even a question because I was going to make it work. And it also isn't like I sat down and wrote a whole business plan. I was like, this is what I'm going to do in year one. This is what I'm going to do in year two. I literally just started. I opened up Canva and started making a workout program. You know, like I started not even Canva back then. This was just Word documents. Like I started writing out my workouts and sending them to people for free. And then I was like, okay, I can probably charge for this and getting my personal training certification. It's for me, at least, like, if you're someone that needs that plan, that really needs that, like, I need to sit down and, like, look at every piece and part, I think it kind of just depends on what kind of learner you are. I would very much suggest in these times, because my journey started back in, like, 2015 with my business, and things are very different now with social media, get a business coach, like, get, get someone, or at least talk to someone who knows about business and can really help you map that out. But if you are more like me and very spontaneous, do it, you know, like, why not start the blog, like, just start writing, just start writing, because if you don't start writing, you're going to put it off for another week, and you could have had a whole week's worth of blogs, you know, yeah. and it's just like taking that one step, because then once you also, once you start, and you do one thing, that's when you come up with idea two, and then it kind of just spirals, and turns into something else, which then turns into something else, because everything we do in life, and every decision we make, like, leads us to something else but if you're not making those decisions nothing's going to happen so when I think about my business journey I like that I took it and I just I started without even knowing anything I just went for it because if I would have waited a year and planned it's like I had a year's worth of stuff that I'd learned and grown from that I would have then had to learn in year two you know so it's like why not start right now even if you fail and there's things to learn I've failed many times in my business in many areas. And yeah, like you just start, like, why not just go right now? 
I love that. And something I'm going to add on to that and, and similar to what Gabby just said about her journey guys is like, if you feel that tug or you feel like you want to start something, I honestly believe that if you're going to put it off today, you're going to put it off next week. You're going to put it off next month. It's going to be a year from now. And you're going to look back and be like, well, I, I feel just as not ready as I felt a year ago. So mm -hmm. and you could have had a year's worth yeah. of work done, you know, at least of failing and pivoting and trying again and starting over and, and failing again and getting back up and learning, you know, it's, it's a process. And maybe in that year learning too, that that's not what you want to do. And yeah. then it's like, you, you know, like it's, it's like, you have to start and you have to go or you're not going to learn and you're not going to grow. That was a poem right there. <laughs> it rhymed. <laughs> Publish it. <laughs> I, I love that. And, and just putting it out there. I know that when I started really diving into the social media world, the fitness world, entrepreneurship, all that sort of stuff, it's like I showed up and this is something Gabby said is she started offering stuff for free. Like I started offering, I remember for two straight years, I posted a workout every single day, no matter what, for free. And it got to a point and that's how, yeah. And I launched my first workout guide that after I went and got certified and, and my workouts started getting better and all that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. And then I was able to, because I did the free work and the grind work and posting and showing up and leaning in when, you know, nobody else was. And when I didn't want to, and when I wanted to quit and all that, you know, the time put into the free stuff and building that community and building that trust with people is so worth it because trust, that is I'm the biggest thing. Yeah, really, like, especially really now with social media, like we, it is so hard to trust people on the internet. And so if you, if you just give anything, like it doesn't even have to be a full workout program, like even just giving people some time and like connecting with them, like that right there is you're going to, you're going to meet so many people. You're going to build so many relationships. And I have people who message me still and they're like, I've been following you since like very, like right when you started your Instagram and the reason they're still following me and the reason that I, I know their names and we're now friends is because we create those connections. And that is what is so special about when you do create a business, whether it's online or offline or whatever, it's, it's all about those connections and creating that trust with your audience, with your buyers, because again, this, the world we're living in, like there's just so many fakes and scams and stuff out there. So just like you said, do the free thing, give out some stuff for free, create that little base and yeah. trust. And then, and then, yeah, you can start charging for it. And, and I encourage you to start charging for it because you have to own your worth and people want to pay you for what you do. Yeah. I remember that. And that was like a very stark, like moment in transition for me as a business owner. When the first person came to me after posting workout after workout after workout after workout on my post, this was before even stories were a thing on Instagram. Yeah. And came to me and asked me and said, Hey, I'm so sick of going, like scrolling all down to your Instagram, finding the workout I want to do and then clicking on it and then saving it and then pulling it up at the gym. And she's like, can I just pay you to put it all together for me so that I can just pop it up at the gym? And, and I literally, I was like, Oh my God, light bulb. Like, <laughs> like so exactly. It's just showing up and starting whether guys, whether your tug is for fitness or for financial advice or for yoga or gosh, now I'm all in like the fitness, but whatever that tug is just provide value for people. I love that Gabby, that's how you started too. And you just showed up, you know, so kind of closing out, but kind of not, you know, what's next for Gabby? What are you working on that oh, you're excited about? What's coming up? 
Yeah. So with everything going on in the world right now, so one of my businesses that I own with Michaela, the girl I mentioned earlier, is the Rose Retreat. So it's Rose stands for Restore, Overcome, Self-Love, and Power. And we've done three retreats so far since we began. And 2020 was our year. We were so excited. We hired like a full-time event planner. We were going to do three retreats and a conference. And it was like our baby probably like put six months of like 10 hours a day working on this stuff and then obviously COVID happened and we're just having to completely push everything back and and honestly like I full circle I'm happy that it's happened the way it has because there are things that I think we could improve as far as like more diversity and inclusion even though that was so important to us before and we did on I'm really proud like we, that was something we had really harped on before everything that's happened but there's still so much room for improvement so right now my focus and what's next is really building up the rose retreat community because Michaela I don't know if you've seen her but Michaela is like killing it right now on social media she's got like half a million followers like she's really really killing it and so we we really want to capitalize and like just build a community and just planning out retreats for hopefully 2021 but honestly it might even be 2022 and just really building the foundation of our retreat from a really, really strong point with people from all marginalized communities being represented. And that takes a lot of work on the back end. So right now it's a lot of that kind of stuff. And then more personally, going to be moving soon. Boyfriend got a new job up in Cincinnati. So we're going to be moving up there probably in the winter, which I'm excited about. It'll be like a nice, I think like end to 2020, like start a new chapter. <laughs> so I'm super excited for that. And then, I mean, personal business wise, every, honestly, there's not too much changing or going. It's just kind of continuing to go on as we do in 2020 and survive. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I We just moved. And so I know that like moving, it's like new start, new energy, new, like yeah. a, a new chapter a little bit. So yeah, I'm super excited. Yay. Okay. So the last few things I always ask every guest is what's your hard no and your hell yes. Yes. So my hard no is dieting. Yeah. Don't do it. Diets don't work. You don't need to go on a diet. Like there's no diet that will allow you to maintain and keep it. Just don't, don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. Don't do it to people around you. You can eat healthy and feel better without having to restrict yourself. That's so my true. hard no. Say no to diet culture. My hell yes is making sure that the five people that are closest to you in your life at any given moment are as good, successful, whatever, or more than you are. So just making sure that the people around you are always really, really good and they're pushing you and they're inspiring you because you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with and um that's hard but like I'm sure if you've ever been surrounded by someone that isn't the best even if you're growing and you feel like you're doing great like there's still this like little pull it someone something's pulling you down you know so just making sure that the people in your life and if you can't find people in your real life because of COVID go on the internet make sure that your feed is filled with positivity and love and growth and not with just like toxic cultural stuff that we're going through so yeah a hundred percent I always say like it's so funny kind of full circle to where we started is like the people some of the people I consider to be like my biggest influences friends are people that maybe I don't have conversations 
directly with every day, but I hear from every day. So that can be on social media. It can be on podcasts. It can be on audible. It can be literally uh, on YouTubes, you know? So like there's so many means and methods and, and mediums that you can really be active in exposing yourself to positivity to ensure that that's like what's going in your ears because I always say, you know, what you're thinking about becomes what you speak about, what you speak about becomes what you act on, mm-hmm. you know, and so, you know, being so conscious about that. I love that. So yeah. very, very last thing, always like to end this with a laugh and a light moment. So we're all human and we yeah. all have embarrassing <laughs> moments and things that might stick out. So I'm going to ask you, what is an embarrassing moment that you feel comfortable or not comfortable. <laughs> we are the oh, wow. Out. You just made There's one pop into my head. The one that I just thought of, I can't share. I might text you after. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> we can get uncomfy on this podcast, but we need to be best friends for you to know this specific story about myself. Okay. So when me and my boyfriend first started talking, this is back in like 2016. So like right in the fifth days, like I'm getting super strong, feeling like I'm just like such a badass. Yeah. So he wasn't my boyfriend at the time. I was trying to impress him and lure him in and I needed a spot. And I was like, this sounds so crazy to even say now because I could not do this now. I don't even know how I thought I could do it then, but I was going to chest press like flat bench chest press with dumbbells, 60 in each hand. I'd done 50s before, but I was like, yeah, like I can do 60s. And I was trying to impress him. I was like, yeah, like it's fine. I got it. Cool. So he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, let's do it. So he, he like goes to spot me and he's like, thinks I got it. And I go down and I get down and then I go up and you know, when you start doing that little shaky, shake, 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 and then you like your wrist starts to turn. And I dropped that right on my chest and I, and he was supposed to be spotting me. And I was like, and it didn't hurt too bad, but I was so embarrassed. And I literally like dropped them. And I was just like, this is, this is why. It's Ryan, right? Ryan. Yes. Yep. And he, and, but then he was embarrassed. He was like, I didn't do a good job spotting you. And so that was, yeah, that was, that was my embarrassing moment. Oh, wait, quick last. Yeah. I just thought of this one. Cause you know, when you're like in the moment you think you can't think of it. One time when I was flying to Canada, I didn't sign this form. I'm cause I'm from England. I guess I needed to like have this form to get into Canada. I hadn't done it. So I didn't think I was going to make the flight. So I told Nick to go. I was like, go, you go to Canada. It was for the Rosa tree. I was like, I'll get on the next flight, whatever. I managed to get through. So then I'm like running through the security. This is like 4 a.m. And I go through the security, put my hands over my head. And the lady was like, oh, ma'am, I'm going to need to just like tap your back and then the back of your leg. And I was like, cool. Yeah, yeah, quick. I need to go like hurry. And so she taps my back and then she taps my leg and she's like, what's in your pants? And I look down and there's like this lump in my pants. And so I like pull, it was my leggings and I pull out a dirty pair of underwear <laughs> in the middle of security. And she looked at me and she was like, I wish I could tell you that this is the first time this has happened but then so I like scrunched them up in my hands and I was like okay I'm sorry and she's like I'm so sorry but I have to inspect them because like you were hiding them in your pants and so she like took them and like shook them a little bit and then just like handed them and was like all right you're good to go and then I sprinted and ended up making the flight but yeah I got to Mick and she was like what just happened to you because I was like dripping sweat like had underwear in my bag like (sighs) I don't want to talk about it Oh my gosh. We are, we are all human. We are. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gabby, I am just so grateful for this time with you and all of the little tidbits that I know that people are going to walk away from, walk away from with, with from, yeah. walk away with, walk away with, with, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're all words are hard. It's okay. Benefit <laughs> from this whole experience here. I hope. Where can people find you? I know that you know we've been talking about Instagram all day long, but where can people find you? Yeah, just Gabby Mail on Instagram. G A B B Y M A L E, like female, but just male on Instagram, on TikTok, on everything. It's just Gabby Mail. GabbyMail.com. That's where you can find me. Yeah, Instagram's definitely like number one social media platform. So head on over there, watch my stories. I'm super active on my stories and send me a DM if you got to listen to this. Yay. Gabby, thank you so, 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 so much. I love you, girl. And I'm so grateful to have you as one of my inner circle peeps. Thank you. you. But this has been so great. So I hope you have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore fit life fit me on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area.